Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham Presents with me, your host, Valerie, coming to you from 2023 Moon Tower Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. My sometimes co-hosts, Ms. Purrington and Mookie, are resting at home. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. In addition to podcasts, we bring you articles, album reviews, our advice column where Rochelle takes on comedy, a festivals page, an FPIA page where you can see the history of the contest. And you'll find all the best comedy shows on our events pages for Austin, Houston, and DFW. If you're a comic in those cities and want your show featured on the calendar, click Submit a Show at the top of our homepage to complete the short survey. Tag us on your Instagram stories and we'll share your show promo. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook at Comedy Wham. Looking for ways to support all these resources we provide? Well, you can donate to Comedy Wham on PayPal, Venmo, or even Patreon. Search for Comedy Wham on Patreon and check out our subscriber perks. Now let's get back to our podcast. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and we usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the comedy scene as fascinating off stage as it is on stage. If you like this podcast, please rate and review us. Today we are recording live on location at the Disco Hotel. Her first special, Everything is Fine, is out now on Seed and Spark. You can watch her made-to-order web series, I did. She's starting to rack up film credits, and you will start seeing her on the big screen more and more as time, time goes on. And she is best known recently as a TikTok star. Who knew you could do that? It's incredible. Uh, with her incredible character work, uh, and I have these all in quotes, wealthy woman goes to hardware store, or the love coach, or the goose. And now Comedy Wham presents our guest, Leah Ruddick. Hi. Hi, welcome. Thanks for having me. Sure, this absolutely. is so great. <laughs> well, just wait. It's just started. Okay, Plus. good. I'll temper my expectations. <laughs> yes. uh, Leah, welcome. Thank to, you. To the podcast. Uh, thank you to Bruce for uh, giving us an opportunity to talk. Yeah. Uh, you're based in New York? L.A. L.A. Yeah. Okay, why yeah. did I think you were... I did live in New York for okay. almost a decade. So was made to order. <laughs> made to order was shot in New York. Okay, yeah. that's, that's why. Probably I thought. Why. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely why. Yeah. I'm like, that's a New York city. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> definitely okay. shot in New York. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, let me start off with my icebreaker question. That is one word to describe your past. One word to describe my past. Um, gosh, what a great question. Uh, messy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Care to elaborate? I don't know if that's really. I say messy. I, I just that was the first thing that came to my head. Not because I've had like a you know like a, a crazy, because I just grew up in a very messy house. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> I feel like I come from a messy family, but yeah. not messy like you know. Emotionally messy, yeah. just actually like we're all just, just messy. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. I get that. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of us can relate. Yeah, yeah. To that. So, where did you grow up? I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Ah, okay. Yeah. I spent a very short 14 months living in Cincinnati. Really? What, why? Uh, <laughs> you were just like, I gotta try I that chili. Yeah. Oh, can I get? No, Chips. absolutely it's not. It's disgusting. It yeah. is gross. Um, I, 
uh, when I graduated, I went to work in San Antonio, and I had kind of reached a plateau in the office there, and they said, well, we have some other offices uh, where you can work, where you might have more opportunities, and Cincinnati was one of the cities. And I liked the people that were in the office that I interviewed with, and thought, okay, fine. Yeah. And I found a great apartment, and I'm like, okay, cool. But you know what I found out about Cincinnati? What? Several things. <laughs> it's cold. I was living in San Antonio. Sure, compared to San Antonio, yeah. And I, it was so difficult to break into friendships. Yeah. People were, like, I think in hindsight, if I were to go there with my family, yeah. I'd have a different feel about it. Yeah. But as a 20-something, trying yeah. to make new friends in a new city. People are a little... Um, closed off there. I remember my, because I was actually born in Youngstown, Ohio, which is in northeastern Ohio, and my family moved to Cincinnati when I was like five, and my parents said the same thing. They were like, you know, because Youngstown is a very like familial, friendly, like everyone is kind of like, like um, outgoing, and and Cincinnati is like a little bit just like, people are very like polite and um, more conservative, I think. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. that that makes sense. The one thing, okay, two things that made Cincinnati great. Yeah. Grater's Ice Cream. Yes. And Finley Market. Yes. Yes, both of those things. I've never found a place like Finley Market anywhere else. The crazy thing is I never went there growing up. I only went there like maybe like five years ago, just coming back to visit. I was like, oh, we've never been to Finley Market. And it was like, how did I miss this my whole life? Yeah. It's just like an incredible market full of like amazing food and it's just like such a great way to spend a Saturday. Yeah. 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 And Grater's is just classic. Yeah. Oprah's favorite ice cream. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A few years ago, the local Texas uh, grocer, H-E-B, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I have, yeah. It's a very cultish following. Yeah. Uh, they started stocking graders, and I remember very vividly putting a Facebook post saying, everything's over. Yeah. Now that they're stocking <laughs> graders, I'm That's never going to be able to die again. It's done. I know. I know. I think I found it in a grocery store in L.A. recently, and I was like, oh, no. Because <laughs> that black raspberry chip is the best, uh, the best treat of all time. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Well, now that we have spent <laughs> five, ten minutes talking about this, in America and the things that only Cincinnatians would know about. <laughs> Let's talk about Leah. Let's and get a little broader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you grew up in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Did you have a performer's uh, mindset when you I, were young? I did. I, I always wanted to be an actor. I, oh. I started doing little like theater things when I was when I was in elementary school. I was doing like really? the school plays and taking like acting classes and then um, when I got into high school I got really involved in the drama department I was the president of the drama club oh, you really were <laughs> I really it. was in deep wow. so I did all the plays and then um, yeah I just I knew from from a very young age that yeah. I wanted to perform I didn't know that comedy would be the the route I would go but I knew that I wanted to be like yeah. on stage performing since since this is a a childhood dream do you remember like the spark of that or what it was that you might have seen or experienced I think for me it was just that I was um I was very very shy I was very um very introverted and for whatever reason like I I discovered at a very young age that being on stage was the thing that like brought me out of my shell I think I did like a 
a little monologue when I was in third grade and it was like it just like opened me up and like broke me out and it was just like getting that kind of like validation (laughs) from my peers and and being able to like show this side of myself was it was like um, it's like addictive you know it was like oh this is this is it this is what I and since you did pursue it in, in high school, what was your thinking when you finished high school about how you keep chasing? Yeah, the well, dream? I, I went to I went to um, I I wanted to leave Ohio, yeah. <laughs> so I, I went to New York. I went to a small liberal arts. I went to Sarah Lawrence, which okay. is a small liberal arts college, just a little bit outside the city. Um, I wanted to go right to New York City, but my mom was like, "You can't." Like it was. Uh, was just like post 9-11 she was like it's not safe to go to the city so you know overprotective parenting um I went to a school that was just a little bit outside the city and I studied theater there um and from there I moved right to Brooklyn yeah. and then was there for like almost 10 years and and here today you're still pursuing it so yeah nothing along the road of the you know the road to being in drama club and then going to school and, and getting formal training nothing about that ever deterred you or no I I didn't like this was all I ever wanted to do you know truly like I and I along I mean it's only recently that I've had some that I've had some success and like it feels like okay this (laughs) but like it's been a long road and certainly there were moments where I was like this is ridiculous that I'm still doing this but I'm I'm so glad I stuck with it yeah and were you always uh pursuing more dramatic acting because earlier you said you're surprised that comedy is yeah comedy was kind of like I I moved to New York wanting to pursue dramatic acting and then I just started doing comedy as like a like a I was making sketch comedy with friends and it was just a way to to make my own stuff while I was waiting to get auditions and waiting for someone else to cast me um and then that just kind of became the thing where it was like, okay, well, you have so much more agency over your over your path and your career when it is your own stuff that you're making, yeah. as opposed to just like waiting for someone else to hire you. So. So did you do the traditional like? Uh, is it the Groundlings that are in New York or UCB or uh, that? did they, you do formal? I didn't. I didn't really. I. I. Um, uh, I had a. I was in a sketch group that sort of formed out of my college, okay. and then that whittled down to just two. It was it, it, a two-person group. Me and she's like my best friend, Katie Hartman, and we had a duo, and we just um, we just wrote together and performed together. It was like very like alternative kind of like. Um, we didn't ever go through a program. Yeah. We um, we performed a lot at UCB and. Um, Mostly we performed at the People's Improv Theater, which is another like UCB sort of system that yeah. was classes, but we, we never really took the classes, yeah. which I think for us was good because it it allowed for us to just have a, a completely, I think, unique voice that wasn't formulated by one of those systems. Yeah. Not, that that, not that those are bad, but I, I think that for us it was it was useful that we that we just kind of like came by it on our own. Were the sketches things that you would, I know this is going to sound like a a really dumb question, I will hopefully have a smarter follow-up question. Uh, Were the sketches that you were doing uh, 
performed on stages? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All it right. was it was all live, for the most part. Um, we we got into film stuff a little bit later on, which yeah. you saw it with like Made to Order. That yeah. was that was with her and. Um, but it was, yeah, it was mostly just live, just the two of us, and we would just write and put it up, and just we just performed all over New York. We traveled a lot, too. We went to a lot of different fringe festivals. We did, like, Edinburgh a couple summers in a row, and we, we would travel, like, to different festivals around the U.S. Actually, one of the first festivals we ever did was in Austin. It was, and this was back, like, I don't know over a decade ago. It was called the Ladies Are Funny Festival, oh. and it was at the Hideout, uh-huh. um, and that was like one of our first shows, oh. and it was so fun, and wow. we like fell in love with Austin, and we came back to, we, we performed in Austin a lot over the years. Huh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. You, this life that you have described sounds so charmed and perfect. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to tell me, well, there was this one time where we didn't get into a festival or, oh, we, you know. There was a lot of rejection. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sharing the parts where, like, we were working shitty jobs for years and, like, barely able to pay rent and Starving had artists. bed bugs and, oh. you know, like, there was, there was plenty of yeah. parts but that again, were not. But again, you seem to have kept, like, your optimism for this is your childhood dream. Yeah. And yeah. you've got this, like, perfect... A uh, sketchmate and best friend to to help you in that. Vision. Yeah, we were we were really lucky to find each other. Yeah. I think, um, and I I feel like we learned so much from each other. I feel like I became such a I I feel like I found my comedic voice with and through her, and yeah. it it really was like it. And she's still my we're still writing partners. We still like are creative partners yeah. and and best friends. So. Yeah, it was it was really lucky that we that we found each other. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the reason that I asked, were you doing these sketches uh, on stages? Is because I'm I, if I if I formulated the math, like I think YouTube started being a thing in like mid to late two thousand. Yeah, and I'm and I know that you you've got you're you're doing sketches. And at what point do you start putting them on YouTube to try to get some attention? Um, we, I think that the, the, I mean, we put a few things on, we worked with this, we, over the years we, we collaborated with this filmmaker, Adam Works, who is like this brilliant kind of like one man band filmmaker. He was like an NYU graduate and he is just like just brilliant and wonderful and he's the one who directed me to order um and i think it was i mean that was maybe 2014 2015 that we started putting those up uh so we kind of were a little behind the like youtube surge it was just that was just never our focus we really put all of our energy into into the live stuff yeah yeah, yeah. And you're, you've been here at Moon Tower Festival doing stand-up. Yeah. So at what point did you start incorporating stand-up? That, it was later. I, so um, I moved, my husband and I moved from New York to L.A. Um, in 2014, I think. And when I got to L.A., Katie stayed in New York, and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Like, I... I don't have a, my sketch partner isn't here, I don't really want to like join another sketch group. Um, so then I just kind of started dipping my toe in stand-up and ended up really liking it. 
LA is a tough place to start. It is. It's a terrible place to start it. I would not recommend it at all. All right, now we're getting to the. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't well thought out. Um, but I um, I had the advantage of having been a performer for almost a decade, so I I already knew my voice and I knew how to. I was comfortable on stage, so I think I was able to skip some of those like beginner things. Also, my brother is a is a stand-up who was who lives in Cincinnati, and um, so I was able to like kind of travel back and forth between the Midwest and LA, and I get a lot of like my legs there, get a lot of stage time there, which made it easier. And I took a class. I took a stand-up class. That's actually how I how I initially started and I think that that is very looked down upon in the in the stand-up community but um, for me it was like a safe way to start and it it was like it was like a wonderful community and I met so many great comics Um, so I figured out I found I found a way in with you know LA given that you had wanted to be an actress and a performer going back to this since childhood how long did it take for you to feel comfortable as a stand-up comic? Like, where, we, where you felt like the, the total package was starting to work together. Obviously, the performance and being on stage was was a natural, more natural for you than you know, anyone else that might start off. But when did it start clicking with the things that you were writing? Um, I mean, it was it was sort of like little by little, but I feel like maybe like five years in, yeah. where it was like, okay, I, yeah, I feel, yeah. And then, you know, I, it, everything changed very, my career changed very quickly in the past two years. It, it changed, it, what felt almost overnight. Yeah. Because, I mean, just because I've been doing it for like 17 years. So like for it to change in two years did feel like overnight. Um, and, and then it, it became this thing all of a sudden where I was, I was, I've been touring the country and performing to audiences that are there to see me, which is a very different experience from performing to a random audience who isn't there to see you, having to like prove yourself over and over, which is an important skill, but like there's just something that like really clicked into place when, when when I started performing for audiences that were coming to see me. I think it is just like a a confidence builder that was just like oh okay I can like really stand in myself now and what was it can you pinpoint what what it was that happened you know two years ago that that changed it was social media it was I got on TikTok at the at like the tail end of the pandemic and um just sort of steadily grew that following and and between TikTok and Instagram that that's what it was, which is so crazy. It's not anything I would have ever expected. Like, it was. It's not the route I would have ever imagined success happening. Like, because <laughs> I got on it just kind of because my brother was like, "Oh, you should get on TikTok." And I was like, "TikTok is for babies." Like, I like I'm not a I'm not a dance. I'm not gonna yeah. do dance. What am I gonna do? Like dancing? Right. Um, but he was like, no, you gotta, you gotta do it. Like, it's, it's a way to grow in the way that you can't on the other platforms. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try because I, I wasn't doing anything else. It was like, yeah. no one was performing live. So I started, um, I posted like a few stand-up clips, and some of them did like 
kind of went like a little viral and then I was like oh okay this is this is actually fun <laughs> like <laughs> this is great and then at some point I like ran out of stand-up clips so I was like maybe I'll just try like doing a little bit of like talking head like charactery stuff and, and it was just fun for me it was um I think also because it was it incorporated this skill set that I had of like a background in sketch comedy and character work um, so it felt very like natural um, I also didn't have any expectations with it I was just like I'm just doing this for me it's not like on, on TikTok I was like no one's fault like my friends aren't on there so I don't have anything to be like embarrassed about I can just kind of like do whatever I want and try and fail and I think it's that that mindset is is um, is very freeing and I think is why why it was able to grow in the way that it did. Do you remember your first character that you, you posted on, on TikTok? Um, the first one that got like a ton of traction was was um, me playing my mom. At, like I was I was in Cincinnati and I was like pretending to be my mom, sort of like giving food like out of the refrigerator, this like kind of just like here I got you all the stuff. That that was the first one that like really got some good momentum yeah. um, and then after that it was like the, the love coach character which is like a very weird uh, <laughs> like freaky woman who is giving like very strange love advice yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that translate like this the logical side of me is like okay so you have these videos that sit on a server on TikTok mm -hmm. and that you're getting millions of views. Yeah. How does that translate to oh, come see me touring across the country? I, that's a great question. <laughs> somehow it does. I mean, somehow it it like it's like I mean, I try to mix up my feed where it's like I'll do a love coach character, I'll do like the wealthy woman character and then I'll like put a stand-up clip in there just to just to be like yeah. I, I do this also with like my show dates and then it I mean it just it works it yeah. like it it's I, I'm able to like fill seats and and people come out and they like know me from that and they're very excited to, yeah. to come out to a live show and yeah it's been it's been crazy do they expect do those audiences expect you to do the, the character work more than the stand-up I mean, you're Some good of at, them do. at doing a balance on your, your posts, yeah. so they, they yeah. at least have to be informed that, yeah. oh, I'm not just the character yeah. person. Yeah, some of them do. I think that, um, and in my, in my like, hour-long set, I have been, I do incorporate, like, I do the wealthy woman character at the end of, of the set, yeah. because I feel like early on, I did, a, I, like, one of the first headlining sets that I did as a result of this, like, social media um, momentum, I didn't do it, and people were like, why didn't you do The Wealthy Woman? And I was like, oh, there really is, like, this expectation, and I want to honor that without feeling like I'm selling out or something, yeah. but but I, I feel like I was able to, I found a way to incorporate it in a way that felt, like, fun for me, and also is, like, scratches an itch for the audience of, like, they that's what... That's what they know me for, so that's that's what they want. They want to see some of that. Yeah. Uh, Moon Tower 
Uh, is this your first Moon Tower? It is. Okay, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> uh, it has evolved over many years. One of the evolutions, and especially in the last few years, is having more and more performers that have reached that viral sensation. Yeah. And then they come here, and it's a comedy festival, and people yeah. expect comedy and stand-up. Yeah. And some people can't bridge that gap. Yeah. You had the total advantage that you were doing stand-up before. I feel so lucky that I that this happened at the time that it did because I think that is a thing where like people go viral and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to do stand-up now." And it's like, "Oh, but you're like you're now you're like TikTok famous and you're going out to do this like headline set, but you don't have the uh, you don't have the background." Yeah. So it's that I mean that's terrifying. <laughs> I'm so glad that I was like I felt strong as a as a comic before that happened. Yeah. 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 Cuz I I've seen some that are like, yeah, you could tell you're you're still in that green. very green yeah. period of yeah. trying to do stand up. Yeah. No, I I feel very lucky that um, the timing lined up well for me. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, so besides touring and besides a festival like this, and you've done Edinburgh, uh -huh. what other like big things uh, have you done that you're really proud of? Um, I mean, I just I just shot my first hour special um, this month, a, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so that really yeah. <laughs> that's been like. That's been what I've been focused on yeah. for the past like, four months. Do you feel relief in that post So, so much relief. I can't like I just like so, so much relief. Yeah. It was. It went. It was. It, I had such a good time. Um, I shot it in um, in North Hollywood at a theater, this theater El Portal, um, on April eighth, and I was. I mean, I just, it was such a relief for that to be done. Yeah. And it, but it was amazing. Like, my family came out. It was, it was like such a special, yeah. such a special show. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, if, was I wrong that everything is fine? It was your first special? Or so, everything, no, you're, you were right. That, okay. This was my first hour special. Everything in, is fine was like a, I think it, it was, they had like six women doing, oh, doing like shorter sets. Uh, but it, it was still a special, so yeah. that, yeah, no, you okay. weren't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and when that can we right. expect your full hour length special That's a to come great, out? That's oh, a yeah. great question. As soon as they sell it. Uh, it was, uh, it was, it's produced by Comedy Dynamics, so they, um, they just sent me the rough cut, which I was, uh, very relieved I was to be happy with because uh, you know it was like what if this is like I felt good about it but what if they send this to me and I'm like I hate it um, but it, it I'm I'm thrilled and so I it, it came very fast um, so I think they're gonna once the edit is done they'll shop it around and fingers crossed it gets it lands somewhere that's Bruce's job <laughs> And, you know, Bruce is, yeah, I, I feel like it's in good hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've talked to, you know, a handful of his clients. Yeah, 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 no, he's, yeah, he's the best. Well, there's this one, this is this other element of the things that you've been accomplishing. I'm glad you mentioned the special you just recorded, but you've been picking up more and more acting roles yeah and that's yeah. pretty cool yeah a lifelong dream totally <laughs> and that's I mean I've been doing that all along like I I've been 
auditioning and and you know doing things here and there for you know since I since I since I moved to New York. Um, but I feel excited and hopeful that this will also translate into like you know roles on TV and film. Yeah, it's it's like the. As a, as a comedic performer, if you're good at sketch, you're good at, at stand-up, you're good at improv, then you're really, really strong. And so, like, these, you may, I don't know if you've had improv, formal improv training. I yeah. mean, I would imagine in the course of uh, yeah. performance uh, I have, yeah. classes. Yeah. It, yeah, so yeah. it's like, you like the total package. Yeah, let's get, <laughs> let's get, let's get to casting me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm I'm excited. I mean, it's it's been crazy because the touring schedule has been really um, grueling. Like it's been it's been nonstop for since January. I've been traveling nonstop, so um, I'm hopeful that I'll, they'll be able to like squeeze some auditions in there yeah. for me to yeah. yeah yeah. Were you were you doing auditions for uh, show roles in New York? Yeah, and is that a different experience doing that in New York than doing it in LA? Um, it's not so different. I think that the big thing that changed is now everything is self-taped, mm. uh, as opposed to like going in the room, which I prefer. Oh yeah, I so prefer it oh. because I, you know, I can uh, sometimes my nerves get the best of me in a room, and when I just have my own space and I can do it yeah. as many takes as I want, like that's ideal for me. Some people are like great in a room, and they just walk in and charm everyone. But I, that's never been my <laughs> that's never been my forte. The shy Leah is still there. It's, oh, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never escape her. Okay, I, I usually do not do this, but uh, sitting here and listening to you and talking to you, surely somebody has told you that you have an Anne Hathaway vibe. People have told okay. me that. Yeah, yeah. I actually did uh, many years ago. I was I was doing like YouTube videos for this um, this company called The Key of Awesome, and I would do like and I would play oh. Anne Hathaway in those videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So That's people hilarious. people have have gotten that, and I have impersonated her. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna start winding down. What? Um, are there characters that you really want people to go check out? I mean, I just picked three of your, your characters that you've done on yeah. TikTok. Is there one that I should have named? No, I love on the ones one? that you picked because I feel like they run the gamut. Like, <laughs> the, you know, I think the wealthy woman is the one that I'm most known for. The love coach is like a weirder one that I personally love. And the goose is a very, like, that, that character doesn't get any traction even though I love that character. It's like a, like a road dog comic who is just like a gross dude because it's it's a, a character that I have run across oh, yeah, come across right. a time or two you know doing stand up and um, but those video, those ones never do well they're, they're just for me alright well, um, let's boost love coach and yeah, the goose yeah let's get the goose a little love <laughs> um, but those yeah those are those are sort of I, I really like um, oh there's a um like a pyramid scheme um, woman who's like in one of those MLMs who's just like kind of just like dead-eyed and like uh, just trying to sell whatever like new product and uh, simultaneously like screaming at her son off camera. Those I feel like those I like that character. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Um, 
want to ask a challenging question. Oh my goodness, uh, okay. If you could only pick one TikTok viral sensation, actress, lead actress in a big time movie, or uh, headlining and selling out at big theaters as a stand up, mm. which one? It's an impossible question. I, yeah, <laughs> it's very hard. But honestly, I, you know, I think like my my first love was like act. I think it would be the film. Um, I mean, I you know, I want both. But <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is, you know, you don't have to choose. Just one. Yeah, yeah. I hope. I hope not. <laughs> it's a good. That is a good challenging yeah, question, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think. When I've had a, not necessarily that question, but when I've asked, you know, which do you love more right now? Is it the stand-up? Is it the improv? Is it the yeah. skits? So like, well, ask me tomorrow. And I'm going to tell you a different yeah, answer. Yeah, exactly. I think that is very. It's it's it it can change. Um, I mean, truthfully though, there's like there's no feeling like having an amazing show. Like that adrenaline rush. You don't you don't get it when you're like behind a camera. Like I. Yeah. So maybe I changed my answer. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. I knew it was an impossible it is, question. It is. It's an impossible question. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> but I was projecting forward to the things that you can do. Right. I appreciate that. <laughs> is there anything else that you want to talk about, tell people about yourself that we haven't covered? Oh, gosh. Um, do you have a podcast? Uh, you know what? I, I'm so <laughs> glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> Because why wouldn't I have a podcast? Of course I do. <laughs> I actually just started a podcast with my brother, who's also oh. a stand-up comedian. Uh-huh. Um, it's called The Rudix Are Home. It's a sibling comedy podcast where we just talk about, like, you know, our life as kind of touring siblings and our, our family and, uh, you know, how it is, you know, because I think it is it is a unique perspective to have, like, two siblings who are both stand-ups. Um, so yeah, that's we just we actually just launched that a few months ago. Cool. So, yeah. And you're not twins. We're not twins. There is, no, <laughs> there are twins that do comedy, but we are just regular, regular yeah. siblings. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I have my closing question for you, Leah. One word to describe your future. Ooh. Um, fruitful. <laughs> That's my hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that is a wrap on Comedy William Presents Leah Rudick. I realized that I mispronounced your name because I just heard you say Rudick. Oh, yeah. That's okay. I honestly didn't even clock it. Oh, okay. Now I just called attention to it. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, tell us where we can find you on social media and promote your, your all Yeah, your I'm on TikTok at Leah Rudick. I'm on Instagram at Leah underscore Rudick. Um, those are the main. Those are the main channels. Yeah. yeah. And look for the special to come out. Yeah, sometime. look for the special to come out sometime. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Leah got to be the comedic genius that you heard today, the childhood dream pursuer, uh, just as much as I have. This has been Comedy Wham Presents Leah Rudick, or Ruddick. She's chill with either. I'll take you. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you, Leah. Thank you so much.